Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, here with my broskies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Whoa. Is there a new new Pete here? I'm just really tired. <laughs> keep you guys, the, keep you guys, the impressions coming. How you guys doing? Good. We're right. good. Middle of the week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, more feels m- like forever. More importantly, how are you doing? Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. So thank you guys both for, for helping contribute to a grand surprise trip for my kiddos. We surprised them with a trip to Disneyland in the glorious world of SoCal. They never saw it coming. They didn't. That was a we we surprised them. I think it was late Saturday evening that they were going to be on a plane at five a.m. on Sunday, which is why the podcast was pushed up just a just a tad, which is unfortunate because there was a lot of late breaking news that came Sunday. Yeah, you had to find out about Mike McCarthy being fired. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I was in, in the happiest place on earth. Different time zone. Yeah. I do have to say one thing. So the trip was magnificent. Southwest, shout out. Did, it's amazing to fly with them. So if you ever have a chance to fly with them, I do encourage you to pick Southwest. But I do have to say the jet lag of going to the West Coast is legit. It is legit. I don't know how athletes do it, to be honest with you. Well, I think anytime you're switching time zones is tough on you. And I always hate the day if you're flying back east of losing time it it really shoots a day so we actually flew back today so we had an earlier flight we left california around noon a little bit noon noon 30 we'll call it 12 30 but we got back here around 6 45 ish but we made good time so i actually got in a little bit before a little bit after six i should say which isn't a total ruin of your day so everything's uh everything was a success raging success except for I got what I'd like to call the Disney flu. Uh oh. So I was a little bit I was I was down for the count for a little bit on the last day, but I made it home. I'm here. Mike and I are wearing masks. It's not that kind of flu. Oh food poisoning? Were you reading at Captain Hook's all you can eat <laughs> seafood buffet? Is that a thing? Nope. And I won't even mention where we ate at. So you'll have to find out on your own. All right, I'm I'm just gonna no, guess I just, I just won't go. <laughs> Anybody wants to go to Disneyland and take a take a gamble. If you do want to message me or, or shoot me out on Twitter, I'll, I'll happily just stick message to you McDonald's back what it is. From now on. Well, I'm sure you're happy to be back in the central time zone and the 25 degree weather. Yeah, it was 60s and low of 50s. So it was nice. But back. Kids had a lot of fun. Wife had fun. Met some friends out there. It was good. Good time. But so we're back. Mike, you had a parlay on, on Sunday, right? Or uh, Saturday? Uh, the, the part, my five team parlay finished on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause yeah. I just heard, I heard the Simmons podcast and Sal lost big cause the Packers. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's why I have that rule of not ever including my own teams. Yeah. And I, I broke that rule earlier. I can't believe he would like, even go with them. I know there's no way yeah. should they have been 14 point favorites. Yeah. To be honest, I was, I was, Mike and I were talking on the side a little bit. I want to jump in a little bit of sports betting so we're hopefully we're gonna get that going maybe it'll be a different podcast help me get set up but I, if i was gonna bet this weekend it was gonna be to take the cardinals yeah i i did think about that because 14 points seems crazy a lot i had uh appalachian state ohio state alabama the rams and the seahawks on moneyline parlay that paid 118 for a hundred dollar bet and Alabama's the one that act, they're the team that actually made me sweat it out. They were down twenty-eight to fourteen, and their quarterback was hurt. Nick Saban magic. <laughs> Don't bet against them. Got some rumors for the Packers. Yeah, I guess we'll get to some of these coaching options, but seems like everybody's name has kind of been hinted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike Mike McCarthy can't make any more corrections to the Packers, so. But I can make corrections to you guys. Okay. I see what you did there. Let's, let's get into the corrections, boys. What do you got for us? All right. I said the Saints win seven and nine four years in a row. It was four to five years. You just blame the person on Twitter you were 
quoting. Right, I forgot who that was. Sorry. That that person I looked, they had it correct. Oh. You just you just recited it wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to me. I said Adams and Lindsay <laughs> were the only draft. guys left from the 2015 draft. It was 2014. The only player left from 2015 is Jake Ryan. Ooh, that is a sad draft. Then <laughs> that is a very bad draft. That's where it all went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, you said Baker Mayfield on, uh, had uh, three straight games of 100 QBR. It was actually two. Ooh. He had a 95 in there. But he had a 151 and a 143. Yeah, it was pretty good. QBR. Q- pretty impressive right up until you drafted him in fantasy. Yeah. For, he yeah. was the second best rookie quarterback that we drafted. Yours was first, Pete. Mm-hmm. Mine was second. Yours was L- third. Lamar Jackson ended up that low. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, it was close. It was like six, sixteen point eight points to sixteen point five. So it it just I forgot it out. Baker got that garbage time touchdown. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's my correction for you, both of you guys. You guys were so wrong, so so wrong. <laughs> oh, look at Pete, Josh look at, Allen, look at Josh Allen, the heat miser. <laughs> Josh Allen, yeah. Who would have thought, Josh Allen? Look at Pete riding his high horse after having oh, one yeah. week of success. I'm back. Congrats, Pete. Yeah, you did it. it. Felt pretty good to beat you guys. I mean, the the stats were pretty close. Lamar had uh, 125 run rushing touchdown. Mayfield had 397, one touchdown, three interceptions. I know that was brutal. Uh, he, had jo- the, he had everything else. He had the yards. and Josh Allen only had 231 for two touchdowns and two interceptions, but 135 yards rushing. Yeah, I think that's where that's probably where I want it. Josh Allen is setting himself apart, at least from Baker Mayfield and Darn- well, Darnold's hurt. but Yeah. He's he he can scramble. He's pretty good. Uh, pretty good moving around. So right, I got one more secret correction. I didn't I didn't show you guys oh. this one. Tony Gonzalez, the the maybe future Hall of Famer. He was talking about the Packers, and I noticed that he called Equinemius St. Brown St. John, <laughs> and Valdez Scantling, Demarcus Scandling. Oof. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I guess when it's your job, you don't have a lot of excuses. I know uh, we did struggle with these that's names. Like when we first drafted them, I could not keep all the names straight. Right. That's why we just go with MVS and EQ. Yeah. yeah. His hot take was he would never never play with Rodgers, and he's not in his top 10 of quarterbacks he would ever play with. Wow. Wow. Harsh <laughs> words from... So sorry, sorry, Tony. I'd, I don't vote for you for the Hall yeah, of I'd Fame like anymore. To bump, I'd like to bump him <laughs> off my list. <laughs> I mean, right. put... Butler on there. I'm going to be good full hot homer. take there. Those are my corrections, fellas. Well, we did get some mail. And uh, Pete, do you want to start out with oh, sure. what your son so, sent us? I was pretty proud of my son. He uh, has been listening to the podcast here and there. And he gets uh, Sports Illustrated for kids. And there's a poster in there that's back-to-back. And then there's like a list of what each player and which one do you like, which one's better. So he kind of gave me some notes. He was taking notes and about these posters. It was LeBron James versus Patrick Mahomes. So just some notes that he took down to mention. He wanted me to mention in the podcast. So I just want to give him props that he actually did his homework. So LeBron James, he likes his name, likes his son's name, that it's LeBron James Jr. I think he maybe wanted to be named after me. I think he's mentioned mm. that. feel bad. All right, and then he loves that he made a school for at at risk children. So that was pretty pretty awesome. Out of there was like ten things listed, so that was pretty cool that he picked those things out. Then Patrick Mahomes, he loved his he has a good good nickname, Showtime. And then he loved that uh, he recently visited children with cancer. So he didn't really tell me which one he liked the best. I think he was leaning towards LeBron, but um, I kind of told him that maybe you should watch some highlights. You might like Patrick Mahomes a little better. Yeah. I don't know. So he's uh, not a bad choice for you. Future either, podcaster in training. I think there so. That's how it all starts. He loves YouTube and all that stuff. He wants to get involved with. He loves to make videos. So he's the next. The next podcast. He's the fourth. Fourth wheel. Fifth wheel. How many we're gonna get? We're gonna get now. So here's a here's a fun fact for you. Number one YouTube earner. How old do you think that person is? Uh, seven. He is seven. Nice. I, I had heard it. My brother like, made mention that it was a kid. $22 million. Wow. Is it all just toy unboxing? 
I think it's like I think he has that, but he has his own his own channel for unboxing toys, and I think he also has his own figurine now that he sells. Uh-huh. And he's oh, doll! I've seen the toys at Target with that kid. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name or the kid's name now. There's a bunch of different kids. There's one that makes slime, and yeah, there's just tons. Yeah, but, you know those uh, Kinder Surprise eggs. One year, the top earning YouTube channel was just someone who all they did was open those. And just show the That's show crazy. off the prizes. What did, what did we, that is crazy. Where did we go wrong? We're sitting here doing research for a podcast. <laughs> right. All you need is some candy. Just hold it up to the camera. Make millions of dollars. Begging for five star reviews. Yeah, just. <laughs> and all we need is to put our sons out on unboxing like the latest Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. So what else we got? We got Amanda from Union Grove wrote in. She said, "Hi guys. Anyone following UW Whitewater and their run this season in the D three playoffs? Uh, that she wants to know if they'll bring home another national championship. Go Warhawks." So to be honest, I don't follow that closely until like the championship game. And if they make the championship game, I'll try to watch. I believe right now they're in the final four. Uh, yeah, semifinals. They are nine and all. They have like a big rushing duo, I guess, as they're like rushing attack. But overall, they're just a solid team again. Looks like they might take it, but uh, I haven't. Again, I haven't followed them too much. But yeah, that's something maybe we'll cover if they make the championship game. They're set up to maybe play uh, Mountain Union. Their typical arch rival. Don't they play like every year? Isn't yeah. it like Whitewater in them? Pretty much. All due respect to Amanda, I don't give a shack about <laughs> UW, <laughs> UW Whitewater football. I'm a UW Oshkosh graduate, so they have a very terrible spot in my heart. So All right, don't care. Harsh words, Mandy. Uh, <laughs> Big Rig. But thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Big Rig from Alaska wrote in. He says, so is firing McCarthy the right move for the Packers? If Rodgers turns out to play lights out from here on out, does that mean he has more control of the team than the coach? And he says, do you think other players chose to ignore McCarthy and do their own things? So there's a lot to get into there. Um, so I think we have a big segment coming up on like the whole Mike, yeah, the we'll, aftermath of the Mike McCarthy firing. We'll, we'll touch on, uh, we'll make sure to touch on all that. But yeah, McCarthy's going to be a big talking point coming up in a second. But I did find one, one thing I found interesting after listening to Philbin talk. And he mentioned a few times how the relationship between McCarthy and Aaron was no different than when he was here during the Super Bowl run. Like, they met every Thursday together and talked. So it kind of put an interesting spin on what the Sports Illustrated and a couple of those other articles mentioned about yeah, the, the strain. Yeah, they made it seem, like, completely dysfunctional and where they were barely even speaking. So maybe there wasn't that wasn't completely true. So I don't know. One of them's right, one of them's not. Just interesting. And then there's one more thing. It's not actually in the mailbag, but it came from somebody who's written in before, and it pertains to the podcast. So I thought bringing it up for the mailbag would be a perfect time. It actually came in the form of a text message. And Pete, do you know... Super secret back channel? Super (laughs) secret. Pete, do you know about this? Your your wife was texting me about your singing. (laughs) Did she tell you about this or was this in secret? Do you have to come on the podcast to find out about it? Well, my like my style of singing. She said <laughs> that you've been singing a lot lately. Yeah, and I have. She, and she, gotta, she <laughs> secretly recorded you and sent it to me. Oh no! She didn't tell you any of this. No. How long have you guys been married? Eleven years. Le- is it? We've only been married eleven years. It's Ele- over now, right? Eleven years, and you have to come <laughs> on the podcast to find out about. What kind of stuff? Oh yeah, I've been I've been singing some crazy stuff but lately though. Like crazy stuff. She blamed I, me. She blamed she, you? She said I encourage it on the podcast. You do you do a little bit. But I've I've always been a guy who just sings and doesn't know the words and I just sing random words. So um I I, I think I was doing that the other day. So wait, you so have the auto fo- Is this something we're gonna play here? Is, I do have it on my phone. The thing is, the quality of it is poor. You were in the middle of doing something. Um, oh, no. Cleaning wow. up, like um, you're cleaning out the cat's litter box or something. And, <laughs> and you were just singing away. And she sent me a text saying, you know, this is what I have to deal with now. She's mad at me. She said, you encourage it and I have was to it, live with it. Is, was it like, is it, you're a mean one, burp. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this all 11 years, so it's nothing new. Uh, Mike, you you have been encouraging me, though. I have been encouraging you. I enjoy your singing. 
But you know what I uh, told your wife? I reminded her that the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing <laughs> loud for all to hear. <laughs> so <laughs> I think she's just being a little bit of a Grinch. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. So I mean, we have to cue up the Grinch music? Yeah, we might have to insert some Grinch music in here. And You're a mean one. <laughs> the new one or the old one? And somehow Andy, though, is off the hook in all of this. She, there was no uh, yes. mention of Andy encouraging your that's singing. She, it was just me. That's because she loves my sultry voice. Yeah. She's going to be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I didn't mention this when I was talking about Patrick Mahomes. He, um, Heinz watch. We're still, we're still on, we're still on. He's, he's keeping up the pace. So he's at, he's got a uh, 16 left, I believe. Right. So four a week. That's totally doable. Yeah. It'd, It'd help if you get some of a six, a little six banger in there. Yeah, like he did against the Rams. Pack. Uh, yeah, it probably does come down to just whether or not he plays the last week. True. So do you think do you think Andy Reid plays him if he has a shot for Heinz ketchup for life? Andy Reid looks like a man who enjoys <laughs> ketchup. He looks like a ketchup bottle. So I think he looks yes. like a Kool Aid man. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Andy <laughs> Reid's already thinking about how he could oh, maybe yeah. cut in on that ketchup deal. <laughs> like I'm going to play you week 17, mm. but every. Day you have to bring in a bottle of ketchup <laughs> for my many, many bratwursts I eat throughout the course of a day. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh yes. Andy Reed. Love that guy. So we had some other news in the in the world of sports too. MLB's kinda kind of starting to get started here already with winter meetings coming up uh i believe december 9th uh, the there's been around a couple there's been a lot of moves but uh three big moves uh during this week uh corbin went to the nationals he signed with the nationals he got a lot of money too a lot of he money got ace level money so that kind of kind of worries you a little bit that the brewers want to get get one of those guys i guess um the next one is the Seattle Mariners. They press reset on their whole team. They've made a ton of trades, but the main ones they've traded Cano, Diaz, Segura, and uh, but there's just been tons since December third. They're like just and who knows who's who's who else they're going to trade on that team. I know they're blowing it up already. I think they have the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball now, and it doesn't look like they're turning that around anytime soon. Yeah. So that's that's a surprising one, but the next one's gonna hurt us a little bit, I think. Goldschmidt today was traded to the Cardinals, and that is a huge get. Huge get. Cardinals are kind of known for uh, guys guys in last year their contracts and and ending up signing them, so they kind of just beat everybody to the trade deadline pretty much with getting Goldschmidt right now. I would imagine if they're gonna trade for him, they're planning on signing oh. him. Oh. Definitely. So, all right, Sports yeah. Almanac. How old is Goldschmidt? Ooh, do you want me to guess? I'm gonna say he's thirty. Thirty. He's, getting, he's on the wrong end of that's that thirty mark. That's that's a guess. We can look it up now, or we can put it in corrections next week. Thirty. Thirty-one. Oh, he's thirty-one. September tenth. Good so job, though. So he's on the other side of thirty. But yeah. still, I mean, he's still an elite hitter. I I did. He probably has a lot of years left. I think he's still got, yeah, a few real good years left in him. He even last year he finished strong, but that was a down year. He was, he had that stretch where he just was struggling and hitting like below 100 for like a month and then still finished with good numbers. He's definitely one of the best hitters in the National League. Yeah. Bruiser, Bruce, Brewers will face them uh, the first series. So we'll see Goldschmidt right away, and he kind of kills Brewers hitting. I don't have all the numbers on that, mm-hmm. but he just really dominates them. I think he hits like 360 against the Brewers. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how how good the Cardinals are next year with him. He's he's interesting because I mean he's he's hit like in 2018 was his worst year since 2011. So I mean he batted 290, under 100 RBIs. He only had 83 RBIs. 
I don't know. We'll see. Definitely is a good get, though, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for the pack. Packers. For the Brewers. Yeah. For Brewers. Uh, one other little thing, note for tonight. Westbrook had a triple-double tonight. It puts him above Kid to third place. He has 108 now. Um, next up for him to beat is Magic Johnson. He has 138 triple-doubles. And then, of course, number one is Oscar, and he has 181. I don't know if he'll ever reach that. I don't think he's not, so. He's not getting triple-doubles like he used to. No, even. and even last year, they basically catered their team to, to allowing triple him. triple-double, yeah. Like, there'd be times you would see the ball come off the rim, and Steven Adams would be, like, right there, and there's no Just one from the other team around. so that he could get yeah, the rebound right. Yeah, or, or even it'd be one of those rebounds where there was no one in in the paint so the ball's just like whoever's gonna grab it and steven adams is right there and he just like starts running up court as the ball goes off the rim so westbrook can take it and it's like all right we get it like he gets triple doubles but you guys also just like feed him rebounds sometimes to help that out yeah so i i hope he never reaches oscar because i'd love oscar to keep that that record that's pretty that's a pretty awesome feat for him to to have it's kind of like the hank aaron uh home run record you don't want to see it beaten right so but our our probably our biggest news of the week has to be the packers losing and yes by the way i called it i said if they lose they're firing them so they yeah, you were then right. they fire mike mccarthy and i guess before we get started on the actual mccarthy news i'm Andy, I'm guessing you didn't see any of the game when I did, did you not. when did you actually find out about the firing pretty much right away i yeah. i got an alert on my phone yeah, I suppose it's hard to not keep up with. Uh, See, I'll even but, admit too. I was we were visiting Santa. I thought, okay, it's a great day to go, <laughs> go and be a family man for a Packer game because they're favored by fourteen. I'm, maybe they won't win by fourteen, but come on, it's the Cardinals. And come home and it's fourth quarter, and I cannot believe what's going on. Yeah, yeah. From because the only notes I really have about the game is obviously they look sloppy. They didn't deserve to win, but. What was very interesting to me about Aaron was he seemed to be throwing the ball just to not throw interceptions. It almost seemed like more than he cared about winning the game is he wants us to go down as this is going to be my like one interception season because he threw a couple deep balls where he just way overthrew everyone. No chance to be picked off. Yeah, and a couple. He did, he did talk a little bit about that in his press conference, said that the ball was a bit slick, but he's not going to. Also, you yeah. have to throw the ball better. Tom Brady played in a snowstorm and got what seven touchdowns? Yeah, and <laughs> were, you, were the balls properly balls. inflated? Nope. Oh, nope. Because also, then on a couple like out routes and stuff like that, Rodgers threw the ball like so far outside that the defender had no chance of playing it, but also the receiver could like barely <laughs> right. get his fingers on it. And I just felt like watching him. I felt like I was watching the guy who was just like, I am not throwing another interception. I don't care if we finish the season with only four wins. I'm going to go down in the record books as like, that's my 28 touchdown, one interception season. Well, didn't the receivers have a bad day too? A lot of drops as yeah. well. So maybe that has maybe something to play into it where he didn't trust anybody. So he's like, well, if they're not going to catch it, then nobody's going to. Yeah, I guess it's just though, it was surprising. He attempted 50 passes and I think he completed 31 of them. And there were times though he was just not even close. Like it wasn't even possible to have a completion on a play where he's just zipping the ball like out of bounds so even at the end of the game they're down three and he threw it at at Cobb's feet yeah like he had the seam to go at least another five six yards and yeah, he that, threw it at his feet he caught the ball but that happened immediately times falls too, with 50 seconds left where guys had right. to go down and get the ball instead of like hitting yeah. him in stride and that was um, kind of interesting at the end of that game too was like it didn't feel like they wanted to score a touchdown at all like they weren't even I don't know. It was such a weird game. but And as you said, McCarthy probably had to win that game to keep his job. So you're not shocked, right, that he got fired immediately? Oh, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, if you have something like that happen with a team that the guy, the, Murphy said it. He said, I'm going to evaluate this team for the last five games. But what that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You, had a, you had a warm weather team come to Green Bay a team that hasn't won in Green Bay since, what, the 40s or something? Yeah, or like 49. Happened. They yeah. have a rookie quarterback. Rookie it's, quarterback. It's cold weather. You're at There's home. no way they should have lost that game. 
So yeah, I I think the firing was justified. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with them firing him. I I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of on the fence. There are a lot of NFL coaches kind of pretty pretty mad about McCarthy, and a lot of people so a lot a lot of uh, national guys are show, showing support for him. So, which I he is a nice guy. I mean, guy, I don't see anything wrong with him. Yeah, he's a professional. I mean, you hear multiple stories coming out of it. Even even at the firing, he had nothing but good things to say about the organization. So, I mean, I think you feel for a guy like that. He did everything as good as he could the right way. Yeah, I I had kept saying I thought they were going to wait until after the season, but it, it got so ugly. Like, it was getting uncomfortable right. at the press conferences. They they had to do something. Cause, like, Especially, the, I, I rewatched that press conference from, from the Arizona game, and he just looked lost. Like, yeah. Yeah, there was the same questions, and he had a couple of things to say, but they asked about what are you going to do next week? Are you going to play some of the younger guys? And he's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I know what I'm going to do come Monday morning. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you feel for him at that point. I just felt bad. The writing, had to be a rough spot to be in. The writing was on the wall, and this has just been an ugly season. Do you realize, uh, so the Packers have four wins all at home, and they came over, they beat the Mitch Trubisky Bears week one. But then after that, it was Josh Allen and the Bills, although Pete thinks Josh Allen is Hall of Fame bound. <laughs> Brock Osweiler and the Dolphins. And C.J. Beathard and the 49ers. Those are the four wins on the season, all at Lambeau. So it's been that ugly of a season. I think uh, change had to come. There's yeah, no I way st- around I st- it. I still think it's, it's still weird or I think odd for the Packers to do it midseason. Yeah. I saw one interesting stat was coaches who led teams to Super Bowl titles only to be fired later by them later was – Hank Steam, Don McCafferty, Tom Landry, Mike Ditka, George Seifert, Mike Shanahan, Bill Billick, or Brian Billick, I should say, John Gruden, Mike McCarthy, and McCafferty and McCarthy are the only two to ever to have been fired in season. So he's yeah. so he's one of two now. Yeah, that is surprising, and something we've never seen as Packers fans. Even no. Ray Rhodes made it the whole season. He was right. eight and eight that year. And that was a bad situation too. Yeah, yeah, he he kind of was in a no-win situation followed because right. the Packers kind of Super Bowl window had closed after Holmgren left after 98 and they were kind of rebuilding and they went eight and eight with so we know that Mac was a he was a highly successful coach as he likes to, he yeah, likes to say point but out. he really yeah, was he, ask him. he what he was he's second on the list in, in Packer coaches um he was a 13-year coach in the NFL. He won a Super Bowl. He brought him to the NFC Championship games. Sure, they didn't get over the hump sometimes. But I think one thing that's interesting to me is you hear all these uh, coaching trees and all these like Bilicek coaching trees and Reed coaching trees. Do you guys know what Max coaching tree is? I did see this. Yeah. Do you it, know what it is, Andy? It's, mm-hmm. it is, it's, we'll give you a hint. One of them is currently on the staff. Yeah. There's, there's two. Joe Philbin. There's Joe Philbin's Joe one. Philbin and there's and, only one more. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. That's it. Right. So him for grooming coaches is not too well. No, Did he ride the all. coattails of Rodgers, I guess? I don't know. We'll I mean, I think, he, I think he was a good coach. I can't get him. We'll see what he does after after the Packers. It but. also makes you wonder, does he... Is it an ego perspective too? So maybe it is that alpha male, like we, like I think you mentioned last podcast, where maybe it was both of them, McCarthy and Rogers, are the ultimate alpha dogs trying to battle it out. Because if he is not willing to delegate or give control away enough, where you can't groom another coach or give responsibility enough to another coach to groom them to become, like you talk about Andy Reid, and you can see countless like offensive coordinators that have come and gone. Like he clearly must delegate or at least hands off or teaches them a lot of things to get them ready and prepared to be a, a successful NFL coach. Is McCarthy just not doing that? He won't give away play calling for a long time until it was actually that kind of forced upon him, it seemed. And then he took it back. Took it right very, back, yeah. Very shortly after. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe he is just... He just thinks he can do it better too, than anyone else. And, yeah. and to be fair, maybe he is really good at that, and that's fine, but that's that can lead to... It's hard to groom somebody if you're not allowed to do anything other than the prep but then i come back to ex nfl or not ex 
but coaches Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer expressed their the displeasure of his firing and really defended Mac and and they just didn't seem very like how the Packers did it was pretty insane. So I mean he's re, he's a respected NFL coach out there, so he must sure. be doing something right. Yeah, I think he's well respected amongst the coaches and things like that. Like I said, he he's a professional. I mean you could see a lot of things like. Hugh Jackson did it completely the wrong way the day after he got fired, and he had a lot of things to say about not only the players that are in the locker room, but even the way the organization's handled and, and things to that nature. You don't see McCarthy doing any of that. The only slightly controversial comments came from Jay Glazer, where he talked about talking to him after the fact, and he was a little bit shocked about how it went down, but he had nothing but nice things to say about the Packers organization. So, right. One, you have to feel like, okay, it feels a little bit good that the Packers organization is still well-regarded in his mind. Yeah. But the same token, it's, it also doesn't feel right that maybe we should just let it play out. And and I agree with Jay. I, I don't know if anybody saw that interview with yep. Jay that he yeah. was on Rich Eisen. I do agree with him. Like the, the, him fi- like the Packers firing him the early, like five games left or four games left in the season, doesn't buy them any time. Packers either... With the one-year deal from McCarthy, we're already looking at this a year ago of who the candidates could be and, and reached out to, and it doesn't give McCarthy that much of a leg up, so it's not doing him any favors. And we're not, and we can't even talk to other coaches until after the playoffs are over. So maybe you can talk to some of the NCAA coaches, but even then, I think that would have started a year ago. But you look at it right now; that game was so important. The whole NFC North lost. Mm-hmm. Like they, if they won that game, they had a. They actually oh, no. had a chance to maybe take oh. take the division. As oh, much no. as we, Mike hates mm. me saying that. Don't start. Don't yeah. even pretend this team. Had I'm a drinking the Kool Aid. Don't even pretend. But come on, that's why he was fired. You can't yeah. lose like that yeah. at home. I don't. I don't think there's any reason. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't like it, but I don't mind it. Like to defend it to that extreme, I think he really said it was just like a crazy decision by Murphy and them. I just. I. They lost to Arizona in Green Bay in the snow. You got to be kidding me! Yeah, and I think they just looked at it as why, why, why even go with this anymore? Why wait? Like, yeah. what, what is the advantage of waiting at this point? It goes both ways. The advantage of waiting, I guess, is just to maybe because it makes your franchise look slightly better. Like you're, you're the, but he's up there. He's sweating through these press conferences. Oh, it's yeah. all sweating. every. It's all, yeah, sweating so much he's not even wearing a shirt on his jacket. He might as well just be up there in overalls or something. (laughs) Shirtless, not a good look, but. I still, I I mean, I don't know. I'm not feeling any better about organization after, though I I did see, I got the alert and I wasn't shocked that it happened. But. I was shocked at the same time because, I mean, I didn't expect the organization to do this midseason. I just didn't, it just wasn't something that the Packers organization did. And honestly, I didn't know if Murphy had enough guts to do it midseason. But oh. then, but then, like, so did anybody see the actual press conference with Gutenkunst and, yep. and Murphy? Yeah. Murphy did not look good in that conference at all. He looked pretty uncomfortable every question. Yeah. And Gutenkunst. Goot looked really like he would step in and answer some questions differently, and he s- sounded like the smarter man in the room. I wonder if he got a talking to, because <laughs> he he sounded great, and, and Murphy was just jumping around. I'm, I don't think highly of myself, but then talked about himself so much, like I'm a professional. I mean, he just wants to be commissioner. Let's just admit that the guy's just doing things just to become but commissioner I, of the league. But I don't think. He- if, if this is how you're going to handle a press conference and any sort of pressure, I don't think like, – they asked him, what, four times about the, the structure? Hierarchy. The hierarchy yeah. of the structure. I, I still like, – I know you mentioned that the Steelers do that. I still don't know why. I mean, I get maybe for the initial period, you're giving them a couple of months to get settled in and you, you kind of help hold that on. But I think you quickly give it to them. It's a vote of confidence. I don't know how you, you unilaterally now are in charge of the – the financial piece of it, the general manager and the coach aspect of it after being distant from it for the last five years. And you can go on and tell me that you have, uh, I mean, he went through the whole press conference talking about his resume and why he's qualified to do it, but he doesn't, he hasn't done anything from a scouting level at the end at nothing at the NFL level from scouting perspective. He was a player. Sure. I'll give him that. And he talked about being an AD at one point and hiring and firing. I mean, so what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't he, know. I don't know what makes him think he's so much better at judging that, that talent from a coach perspective 
than Brian is. It did, I do just I think he was AD for Northwestern, I believe. He hired uh, uh Pat coach. Fitzgerald. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. So. Yeah, cuz his name had been linked to yeah. the Packers just because of that. Just because but of that, yeah. I'm surprised that Murphy did seem so uncomfortable in the press conference cuz he did go through the whole Brett Favre thing when we, you know, turned the team over to Aaron and that was a huge media storm and he was answering questions all the time, but yeah, this time he seemed I don't know, less comfortable handling this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know why. It was just supposed to be him actually, and and it was a, kind of surprising to everyone that Goot was up there actually, which was nice because people want to ask Goot questions. Yeah, but they should yeah. let him. They should let him talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to instill confidence in him when they talk about is Brian going to be involved in making this decision, he answered for him, and then Brian said a little thing, a couple words afterwards, or reiterated. I think a little more politically correct way. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not an overly big fan of, of Murphy right now. I think as of the last podcast, you kind of heard like I think yeah. he's, he's a lot to blame for some of the stuff that's happened since Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl that we've been to. Where do the Packers go from here? Do they bring in college coaches? I mean, you'd said that that's really the only advantage they could gain, but Lincoln Riley is a real big name out there, head coach of Oklahoma. Well, Bruce Arians already said he had no interest in the Packer job. Well, He's only he would only coach in Cleveland. Yeah, which Lincoln Riley kind of turned down everything too. He he said, "Why would I leave this kind of job?" He's been twenty three and three with Oklahoma. He has a pretty sweet job right now, so yeah. it's going to be hard to get him. I I feel. I think Lincoln Riley would want to go to Cleveland as well. I think that would be a more desirable spot to go. I think it's obviously him. a desirable spot because you have a rookie quarterback too. You can groom him how you want to. Lincoln but. Riley is interesting because uh, I've heard that a lot of other college coaches really respect him. And he's young. He's like 35. He's only, mm-hmm. I think, three months older than Aaron Rodgers. So that'd be weird if they were coaching yeah. a player. But uh, these other coaches that go on the recruiting trail, when they go to Oklahoma or they pass through, a lot of them like to try to meet up with Lincoln Riley and like, hey, like... Can I watch tape with you for a little bit? A lot he gets that request a lot, so he is regarded as one of the premier offensive minds in uh, in college football, at least. So he'd be interesting just if the Packers wanted to go for another offensive-minded coach. I think I think my early favorite is McDaniel's. Yeah. Does it worry you at all what happened last year where he basically accepted the Colts job and then changed his mind last minute? Right. Or is that just I mean, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so it makes me nervous. Um, I think this is a much better job than the than the Colts yeah. job. You have to deal with Ursay and all and that whole organizational tree. But I mean, I'd love to have him come. I think he's a he, he's a, a pretty good offensive mind. I think he would do well at handling Aaron. I think he has some respect because he's worked with um Brady for what 13 years now so I think he has that background of grooming a Hall of Fame another Hall of Fame quarterback he's got experience doing that I'm a little nervous more of the Belichick tree is not that successful I mean Bill O'Brien's not very hasn't had much success starting to have a little bit more now (laughs) until the last two months he's finally over 500 him and Al Groh I think were the only ones from Belichick's tree that were over 500 and all it took O'Brien is like a what eight or nine game winning streak nine game winning streak yeah and I mean there's there's like the successful uh college coach like Saban and and um sure a couple of the guys yeah but I don't get why people throw out names like Saban, even like Bruce Arians too. It's, these guys are older guys. Like Bruce Arians is like sixty six and he's had health right. problems. Like I don't get why his name would be thrown out. Same with Nick Saban. He's in his like mid sixties. I don't and, know why you'd leave Alabama. Yeah, uh, to go oh, back yeah, to Jeff Tedford too, just because he have to take a pay have to take a pay cut to come. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do you want to leave headache. Alabama where you win a national championship yeah. every year? <laughs> no, no, that'll never happen. Yeah, I think you got to be looking at guys. But I mean. I, but is there, but is there, to go back to that though, before you go to Josh McDaniels, but is there, is it, has there been one Belichick successful coach come out of that? No, no, not really. And even McDaniels did leave, maybe he left too soon. He was like in his early 30s and went to Denver and he got fired like halfway through his second he, season. So, I mean, I don't even know about playoff wins with these guys. Like, I can't, they probably made the playoffs like, Maybe Mangini made the playoffs once. I mean, you have but Patricia I don't know. is not good in Detroit. 
No, he's like Romeo Cromel was not didn't do very well. Yeah, Charlie Char- Weiss didn't do yeah. well. Yeah, Jim Schwartz, he was a Billichek guy. So I don't know. Maybe the move is. I think someone like uh, Lincoln Riley's the big like home run swing. That's the upside play. That if he comes in and he really is like the next Sean McVay, then that's a huge win. Yeah, but, but I kind of look towards the Andy Reid tree. So John DiFilippo and Eric Bieniemy are kind of like my top two. Yeah. If I had to like like short research everything, you know, but uh, I feel like they fit the well DiFilippo especially he he fits the bill uh, experience wise for me. It's the West Coast offense run pass with the strong offensive play action style. I think would fit Rogers very well. Um, so and and actually he worked with Patton in 2015 so maybe he would keep Patton around yeah that's kind of an interesting aspect I feel too because you do wonder if Patton's gonna still be here next year I think he's done pretty solid with the defense considering you know certain guys got their yearly injuries King is on IR now yeah Nick Perry on IR like you just pencil those guys in for missing games unfortunately like Wilkerson was our one right. of our big signings, he missed pretty much the whole year. Right. The defense is still showing some moments. Ha ha gets traded. So he hasn't had like all the pieces. It's you like would... only having red and green crayons <laughs> trying to color a rainbow. But he's doing, he's doing a decent job. Yeah, I think he's done decent. I mean, well, Ma- for what he's given. He's manufactured a lot of pressure. Yeah. For how Out of nowhere. Like a lot of these guys are getting sacks from nowhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like Petten too. I like that he doesn't have an ego either. Like he has no desire to be a head coach anymore. Like I, I that's yeah. my presser, and you hear some stories come out of it. He's like, because he's been interviewed and asked, like, would you want to take a head coaching job? He's like, absolutely not. He's like, he's like, I did it, but being a coordinator, you get to deal with so much in the details and something that he enjoys doing. So I think he, lo- I think he truly is a passionate about the, the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's what you kind of love to have, which kind of affords you to have more of an offensive head coach and just delegate, right. kind of like what a McVay has done in, in St. Louis. Do you kind of have a favorite, Mike? I would say it is Lincoln Riley right Lincoln now. Lincoln Riley, yeah. Yeah. That I just think, like I said, I think that's the highest ceiling play is to try to get someone like that. I think if you are going to find the next McVeigh, it's going for someone like that. But there is concern because not all college coaches come to the NFL and succeed. There's a, a lot of them who don't. And I think the I'd rather... don't. Yeah. I'd yeah, rather have majority, yeah. an offensive-minded guy than a defensive-minded guy. So... Like someone like uh, Pat Fitzgerald, as I would say, I had mentioned that a couple of weeks earlier, maybe when Northwestern beat Wisconsin. I think he's a really, really good coach. He does a lot with very little, but I don't really see him as a Packers coach, a defensive guy. What about Zach Taylor? Oh, I have heard his name thrown out there too. I suppose he's supposedly getting interviewed by a bunch. Looking to it, he's the OC for... Uh, the Rams. Yeah, also. Which was uh, kind of funny. This we're already starting to talk about potential coaching trees for McVeigh. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor, also a former president, Zachary Taylor. No one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so for other teams looking to hire coaches too, do you think McCarthy is the top of the list now? Of the guys that are out there, I think he's going to interview for every job. No doubt. I think he is at the top of everyone. He's won a Super Bowl. He's he's won a lot of games. He groomed a quarterback to be one of the greatest ever. You have to you have to think, right? I mean, yeah. he had the talent, but out of college he came out and he had a lot of issues. So, he went through the five. He went through a lot of different things team-wise. I yeah, I would think he's number 1. I can't think of anybody else out there. Because we'll right see how that's yeah. that's that's worse. Because otherwise, it's the same guys that we've been mentioning. Yeah, the Packers looking at, but he's a he's the guy with the most experience, he's the only experience probably. That's I, why I, I don't I don't know I who else is be out there. Interesting to see who needs a coach and who brings in McCarthy. I think a lot of teams will be interested in him. That he could be the so, big name. So what are the teams that are actually looking for coaches right now? So I mean, well, for well, sure, is 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 just Browns and Browns. Us. But yeah. there's there's a lot of rumors around like, so the like co- but the Cowboys look to be wanting Jason Guarantee to be on the hot seat, but that's yeah, kind of subsided because they're, they're successful they're now. now. They beat yeah. the Saints, so he'll probably Even, get an extension. So Vance and, Joseph was another one with Denver, but that's kind of subsided because they've had recent success. Uh, Marvin Lewis 
Ron Rivera is one in yeah. Carolina. Marvin Lewis, Jake I think, Rudin. has been in the hot seat for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's true. They just never fire him. I they think always give him they, he always has an option, every, team option every year. Yeah, I think maybe the owner just stopped caring. Like, yeah, just whatever. But, yeah, the Jets, Cardinals, I would think. I forget the coaches there. Um, so I think the Bengals are going to be one. Jacksonville's going to be one. Yeah, Jackson, probably Jacksonville Tampa after Bay. their fall from the AFC yeah. title game to Tampa losing Bay. record. But we'll see. I think McCarthy's going to have multiple job offers. So out of all those teams, where do you think would be a good fit? I think the Browns are the best fit for them. I do agree because of Baker that. Mayfield. Yeah. Probably perfect. I don't young, know, just young feels, coach feels pretty perfect. To work on. They, do have, they do have some talent. They've got some decent pieces in Cleveland from picking first for decades. But it's interesting, like, all the teams that did draft a rookie quarterback could be looking for a coach. So he kind of has the pick of the litter, like, like Sam Darnold and <laughs> which the Jets guy would be do one? I want? Yeah, they, they could be in there, too. And Elliot Wolf's in the front office in Cleveland. So it's John Dorsey. They've got ties to Green Bay. There might be some level of comfort there. But yeah, I think Cleveland would be – I think that would be a fun team for McCarthy to go to just from our standpoint because I would cheer for – him to have success. I'm not going to be. Cleveland bitter. sucks. <laughs> is it more, more fun when Cleveland's bad? <laughs> it is. I think it'd be interesting to see him go to, assuming John Harbaugh gets fired. I think Baltimore would be an interesting fit for him to go. Yeah. To try to revamp. I mean, they're still pretty strong or have a have a pretty strong defense still. It'd be kind of interesting to see them have an offensive-minded coach come in. So that's uh Groom co- Lamar Jackson. A couple other guys I've seen. Rumored to the Packers as both Harbaugh brothers. Oh, gosh. In case Jim Harbaugh wanted to try the NFL again. Nope. I do feel like he is the kind of coach, he's good where he is, but he kind of wears out his welcome after about four or five years. He might be one of these guys who switches jobs like every five years. That's why I thought Pete Carroll wasn't going to last in Seattle for more than five, but he's still kicking. I just don't know how the rah-rah thing translates long-term to NFL. And I don't know how that would translate to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I just don't know if he because I know Jim would command respect, and I'm not sure Aaron would give it to him because I'm not sure that type of attitude is something that Rodgers even cares about. Yeah, I think really just any coach-player relationship I think can get stale. Even like McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, they've been together for so long that it can get to a point where yeah, maybe things just have to end. It's just inevitable. You You can't stick together like that forever maybe brady and belichick's about the only one where it seems like yeah. they're still going strong but people have been trying to bury brady for a long time though yeah so i think what helps them is the fact that they get to the super bowl every year that too but <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think belichick is is still for the most part more hands-off from a offensive perspective he's much more of a defensive yeah. guy and, and and he and you can see like, he delegates you can see in any of like those when he's mic'd up or any of those coaching behind the scenes stuff, even going back for years now, he lets his his coaches and his personnel run the show. I mean, he'll he'll see stuff into lets him see the whole game and not have to worry about have to do the play calling and I have to do all the plays and and do that sort of thing. He can take it all in, speak to his coaches, kind of give tidbits, and then go coach his players. Like I think it's I think it's amazing that he can. Realize what down it is. What we can, what what we should do based on film he's watched. Like what to look for for his defensive personnel, and then literally go coach him up. Like that's amazing. That's that's a that's a heck of a head coach. But I think it also he trusts his staff. Yeah, I I also like that Belichick uh, only gets emotional when things go wrong. <laughs> that when they score touchdowns, they cut to him. He's just standing yeah. there, stoic. He expects no, to be there. No emotion. Well, we'd put a Twitter poll out to everyone. Twitter and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook that who wins the Super Bowl first? Aaron Rodgers with the Packers? Mike McCarthy with another team? Or neither? Neither on Twitter. We couldn't do Yeah, Facebook only lets you do two options, which is kind of I did find that there was a few comments um in the Facebook one where people put neither. They they wrote it in. Yeah, and neither won the poll with half the votes, fifty percent of the votes. And then after that is Rodgers with 33 and McCarthy with 17. So there's a little more faith in Aaron Rodgers, but I think that's also just people being homers. homers. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the concern. I mean, 
what is this, Rogers just turned 35 over the weekend. Yeah. And even McCarthy, when he came in, that was a five-year rebuild. So if 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 it's equal, I mean, Rodgers is going to be 40. Right. And I don't think we have that kind of time to see Rodgers get back to a Super Bowl. So it's either going to have to be somebody who can come in, hit on either this this year's draft and next, and turn this around really quickly, or I don't think Rodgers gets back. Yeah. I, which is going to be sad. I hate to say it, but neither seems most likely, or at least not the Packers with Rodgers. I think we might just have a Brett Favre career where we had the one Super Bowl, and that's what we'll have to remember. Everyone likes to think, oh, we're going to be a dynasty. Mm. It doesn't always happen unless you're the Patriots. So moving on really quickly, I want to just touch on the Bucks and how they've they lost to the Knicks in overtime, 136 to 134, and then they beat uh, the Pistons tonight, uh, 115 to 92. Um, I guess one funny thing was Giannis vows to hit Mario Hinzonia in the giblets next time he steps over him. Christmas Day. <laughs> so Look out. We'll all be yeah. looking for that. That'll be a fun game. I, we'll all be looking for that, and so will the refs. So be careful, yeah. Giannis. Yeah. He'll have, a, he'll have a Dunleavy situation where he just, <laughs> just, <laughs> tackle just him. tackles him into the stands. But, no, yeah, Bucks looked, Bucks looked they haven't lost two in a row. I mean, Gotta oh, like it. Gotta yeah, love it. It was disappointing. The next game was disappointing, but they bounced right back at yeah. home. Middleton got benched in the second half. He was out for personal reasons, so I guess we'll see what's going on with him. Ilyasova was out. Ilyasova was out, but they still dominated a good Pistons team. Yeah, yeah the Let's Pistons look good. have been hot. They bounced back well after after these uh, losses. So. so they have a couple of big games coming up, right? Yeah, they Warriors. got the Warriors on Friday at home, and... I think they're at the Raptors on yeah. Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. So I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about that come Sunday's slash Monday's version of the podcast. Yeah, the Bucks should be a fun talk, I I would think, after these next two games. But to wrap this up, we do have to talk about our fans' favorite segment, our fantasy football challenge. So, I'm going to give you the spotlight, Pete, since you did a good job last week. We talked about it earlier. But you won the week last week. Still in last place, though. <laughs> Congrats, Pete. <laughs> Thanks. I enjoyed my spotlight, but it vastly dimmed the Titans out. Are, the so, standings are tightening up. Yeah, so I'm still in first. With 11 points, Mike's in second with nine, and Pete, with that good strong week, got himself back in the back in the hunt with yeah. seven. Doesn't take long to get you back. Yeah, especially when you go from winning to losing, kind of yeah. really. Well, the wrinkle really swings it. The wrinkle was out with the old, in with the new rookie hey. quarterbacks. Pete got the last of the of the bunch, and Josh Allen was the hero. Yeah, I dominated last week, but I'm still in last. It's like my real fantasy, my our 14 team <laughs> league where. I made one bad choice one week, and I missed the playoffs. So, so it happens. So this week's wrinkle in honor we got? of Winston Moss. Drum roll, please. <laughs> getting let go for the, recently, also getting let go Winston for the back. Moss. Recently fired by oh, power-hungry Joe Philbin. Oh, my God. This week's wrinkle is the you. You have to draft a player who played college football at Miami. The you. So it, ironic, Philbin coached Miami. Yeah, this yeah. is a lot of size oh, in Miami. All about, all about Winston all about Moss. It. So yeah. there's Philbin. Greg Olson's on IR. There's a couple scrub wide receivers. So there's it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be slim pickings. It's going to be enjoy this, guys. Slim picking. So we did random draft order. Andy's first, Pete second, I'm third. So Andy, you have to start us off. I may regret this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delay my, my U pick. I'm going to go Michael Thomas first. All right, Michael Thomas. Um, I'm going to go Ricky Williams. <laughs> right? No. no. He played for Miami. Right? Professional team. Oh, went he's not to, back? Went to Texas, and he's also not, oh, he in, went the to Texas. not in the NFL. So there's a <laughs> lot of strikes against him. <laughs> Brain is not working. Way to correct. Way to be the correction department real time there, I Mike. tried to look so fast to find an ex-Miami. Um, okay. No, I'll go with Lamar Miller. All right, so that, take, James. that takes care of your Miami player. Correction department's going to nail me on that one. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to pass on Miami players for now because I have to get me some Saints. And we're doing only noon games, so I'm going to take Breeze and Kamara. The running back quarterback combo. All right. But he throws the Kamara a lot, so. Yeah, not bad. All right. Um, so I got to go with my boy, right? I think so. I think so. He's on my fantasy team. I say it every week. I think I've had him every week, McCaffrey. Go running back, running back. Again. Yeah. I'm going to treat my U player like I treat my quarterbacks in real fantasy. It'll be probably my last pick. So I'm going to go Devontae Adams and on the swing pick, Saquon Barkley. Ah, the old San Quan. San Quan. San Quan. Do you have him every week? I think so. Oh, yeah. I think I've had him all but one, or I've had him every week. I, got, I think I did have two. one. Week we had two, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving we had. So yep. Oh, right. Yeah. Couldn't have him then. Because right. I wasn't allowed to. So finally we get to choose some Chiefs, so I'm going to go Hill. Oh, Good pick. Hill. I like it. Um, The Packers, they're back. They're making the playoffs because Joe oh, yeah. Philbin's coach. <laughs> yes. I need a Packer. I'm taking Aaron Jones, and I'll take a guy I also had last week, DeAndre Hopkins, meaning I still don't have my Still Miami. trying to hit that day. Hopkins there. <laughs> yeah, still don't have my Miami player. All right. That's a lot. There's not many choices out there. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my Chiefs, go with four touchdown boy, go with Mr. Ketchup, Mahomes. <laughs> Good pick. It's nice. Gives you the Mahomes, the Tyreek Hill connection. Definitely. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock the world. Vinny Testaverde. He, that no? is, he is Miami. You did it. What about Willis McGahee? That's who I wanted. Jim Kelly? This would have been better if we did Man, it like Andy's good at this. 10 years what about Bernie Kozar? <laughs> this would have been better Andre Johnson. if we did it 10 years ago. Reggie Wayne? Dan Marino. Oh, wait. We're NFL An- still? Andre Johnson. <laughs> there was a lot of good Michael Miami Irvin? players. Like, wow, wow. And Garen James. No? Who? None of those? You, you can, I'll let you have all of them if you want. <laughs> might as well with whoever's left. <laughs> to be the same as a retired player. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, and then I'll wrap up with Duke Johnson as, as my, my, Miami, my yeah. U. All right. Which um, might as well be a zero. Man, noon games are always tough. Well, they have a lot of injuries in their defensive backfield. They do need a wide receiver, and I'm going to have to go with Julio. It's probably a smart pick. Julio Jones. So I have to take a Miami. Let's put a board bet that he doesn't score a touchdown. <laughs> well, I'll do it. Do a board bet? Yeah, he's my boy. Was la- what was the last week he scored a touchdown? Uh, three weeks ago? It was three weeks ago. I'll have to check. Let me check quick. Yeah. Go with it's a lot, yards. Get a, nice a lot of yards. A lot of yards. So I have to Does take it? a Miami player. There basically are no my Miami wide receivers that play <laughs> regularly enough in the NFL. So I'm looking at Njoku or Jimmy Graham. To put into the wide receiver slash tight end spot. And I'll go in Joku, who is banged up, but so is Jimmy Graham. So I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. I probably right. lost this week. <laughs> so Julio Jones scored three touchdowns in a row, three weeks in a row. Uh, week 9, 10, and 11. Oh, so, good for him. So a while ago. Yeah. I do have to say, while we're on the U subject, they had... They would have an amazing all-defensive team. Like you have to think, like Ray Lewis was on that team. Uh, wasn't Ed Sean? Wasn't Sean Taylor? Ed, on Re- that? Ed Reed. Ed Reed would be good. Uh, Warren Sapp. Yeah. Wolfork was on that team. They had that stretch where they used to have a first-round pick every year. Every year you could pencil them in that there's going to be a first-round quality player from the U. And Vilma also. Yeah, and now things have things have fallen off a bit for Miami. Uh, Can't pay all those players anymore. Turnover chain. I guess uh, too. We had to work in the U because they will be playing the Badgers for the second year in a row in a bowl in a bowl game. The pinstripe bowl. Who's cutting out of work for the pinstripe bowl? I'm off during that (laughs) that week between Christmas and New Year's. I am not. I will be at work. It's (laughs) Thursday at four o'clock, the twenty seventh. So. <laughs> Lucky right. me. Well, Andy, who do you have this week in the questionable fantasy football? Quarterback Aaron Rodgers. 
Saquon Barkley, Duke Johnson, <laughs> Mike Thomas, and Devontae Adams. I have Mahomes as my quarterback, McCaffrey and Lamar Miller, running backs, and my receivers are Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones. Those are pretty good receivers, but they're good. They're no, uh, I got Breeze, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Hopkins, and Njoku. I do not probably gonna score all the touchdowns. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We'll see who wins this week. You never know, it's the NFL. We'll be back to recap it on our Sunday night, Monday episode. You got anything else, boys? We'll wrap this up. Wraps it up. So I want to give a quick shout out again to uh, Big Rig and Amanda. Sorry, Amanda, I was just kidding about the Whitewater team. I hope they do win the championship. Got to represent Wisconsin. Stay gold. But if you want to get your input read or you have a comment or a suggestion for us, reach out to our mailbag at questionabletoreturn.com slash mailbag. Keep them coming. Social media, you can reach us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Twitter, Q2Return. Make sure to like us and follow us on those two platforms. And personally, you can reach me at Andy, the number nine, man, man, how about Mike? You can find me at Mike R. Daily on Twitter. You can find me, Pete, at P. Cozy Jr. Awesome stuff. So keep it up. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep reviewing five stars. We really appreciate it. Share it with a friend. Enjoy it. Anyways, for that, we'll see you guys in a few days. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Pete, sing us out. You're a mean one. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to happen. The pressure. Mrs. Cozy. The pressure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya.